0: It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the Word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the Word. The Bible says in Psalms 138, verses 7: The Bible says, For though I walk in the midst of trouble, Thou will revive me. Somebody shout hallelujah. And thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies. And thy right hand shall save me. And the Bible says, the Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. And thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. For set not the works of thine own hands. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. This is a psalmist speaking. Now. Now. The Bible says the Lord shall perfect that which concerns you. The Lord shall perfect that which concerns you. He shall perfect that which concerns you. Praise God. Tonight this scripture is going to shed another light and it will bless your soul. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, there are two words in the Hebrew language that all mean the same word perfect or perfection or perfecting. Praise God. And in many uh, words of the Hebrew, you'll see there's a duality of meaning. Usually, many Hebrew words don't mean one thing. Many of them usually mean two things. And if you learn that, it will help you, it will save you. It will open your eyes to why there had to be two covenants, not three or four. The major ones, the old and the new. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, there are two, like I said, definitions in the Hebrew that all mean the word perfect. Now, in English, we don't translate that in many times. So when you read that and say, the Lord shall perfect that which concerns me, you might get lost in interpretation until you go to the original interpretation to understand exactly what the writer implied. Somebody shout hallelujah. There is a, a, a Hebrew word for perfection called taumim. Taumim, taumim. Now, taumim is again perfection, but in light to, uh scriptures such as genesis 6 and 9 right if you'll open there in genesis chapter 6 and 9 the bible says that this is the story of noah the bible says noah was a good man right this is the history of the generations of noah noah was a just and righteous man blameless in his evil generation and the bible says and noah walked in habitual fellowships kjv what does kjv say Yes. He says, these are the generations of Noah and Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation and Noah walked with God. The Bible calls him a perfect man in his generations. Right? Taumim. That's the word there for taumim. It means, what do we mean by perfect? He say, he was blameless. He was without sport. Praise God. He was a straight fellow. He was complete. Somebody shout hallelujah. He was without defilement. He wasn't defiled. He was undefiled. That's Taumim. Or if you read in Genesis uh, 17 verses 1 when God reveals himself to Abraham. The Bible says, and when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and thou be perfect. Or be thou perfect. The word therefore perfect is Taumim. Right? Be undefiled. Be without sport be unblameable, be complete, be just, be perfect, be without blemish. Somebody shout hallelujah. That is the literal definition of perfection. Now, when the Bible says that the Lord shall perfect that which concerns me, he's not talking about taumim. He's not talking about the, the essence of making you without blame. He's not talking about the essence of making you upright. He's not talking about just the essence of completing you and leaving you undefiled. No. The word there used for perfect is gamar. J-A-M-A-R. Gamar. And gamar in scripture means he will end it. God will end it. That which concerns you. He will end that which, that which concerns you. He will bring to an end that which concerns you. He will bring to seize that which concerns you. That is why when you understand that scripture in light with the word that I've spoken, if you go back to the original reading that I had in Psalms 138, the psalmist says from verse 7, Though I walk in the midst of struggle, thou, thou will what? Revive me," he says. "Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me." And he says, "For the Lord shall bring to end that which concerns me." What, what is concerning him? The troubles, the trials, the testations, the things that are frustrating him. Are you seeing where he's coming from? That's the essence of Gamal. He's saying, "Even though I'm troubled." The Lord will revive me and bring this to an end. He will bring to an end what is concerning you. He will bring to cease. He will cause it to end and stop. It has an expiry. Somebody shout hallelujah. It is in the mind of God to end whatever troubles you. It is in the intention of God to frustrate to the end of whatever is in your life. Nothing is in your life. I don't care whether the doctor says this is a virus. It is incurable. That is the doctor's opinion about it. It's not God's opinion about it. God says I will perfect that which concerns you. It means I will bring to an end whatever troubles you. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now do you understand it? The word there is on. Why do we speak of these things this evening? I'll I'll give you an understanding of this. You can go through something either for so long or because of the intensity of its stubbornness that the devil can convince you to think it will never end. some troubles even though we speak about them lightly because in the literal sense of language we cannot articulate what people go through there are people right here smiling in the lights but when they go home it's another world it's another world and believe me it do, this does not respect age it does not respect amounts of money it does not respect how many connections you have. It does not respect how beautiful the house you live in looks like. It does not respect anything. You just wake up and an evil day is on your door. You wake up and a doctor gives you news that you never thought you'd ever hear. Or at least you knew it's for others. But you never dreamed or even thought or imagined one day that this thing would come on your door. You hear about people, families going through challenges, right? And you think, wow, it's so sad. But you never even thought or imagined that these things would one day come knocking on your door. When you were younger, you had visions, you had dreams, you had aspirations as an individual. But as you kept growing up, certain things started frustrating you. And in the course of frustrating you, you started settling for the path of least resistance. You started settling for mediocrity. You started settling for the easiest things because every hour as things are attacking you, something tends to tell you maybe you were meant to be this way. You sang songs, you jubilated over the things you thought you would be in future. You, 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 you spoke even as you, when you were little girls and little boys at school, you said, when I grow up, I'm going to be this. When I grow up, I'm going to be this. But then the drug got into your body. You got addicted to something you don't even know how to come out of. You probably hear you dreamt of getting married. It says, oh, I my dream is to, and then you entered it and it became something different. You started to even admire those who are out of it. Praise God. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Bible says, but the Lord does deliver them from all. I have good news for you. The Lord will end it. Tell your neighbor, the Lord will end it. Even if it looks like it's not to end, the Bible says the Lord will end it psalm 57 verses 2 he says i will cry unto god most high and to the god that performeth all things for me the word there is gamar, the god who performeth the god who gamars all things for me he ends all the negative stuff for me he ends all the frustrations for me he ends all the reproach for me he ends all the abuse for me he ends all the troubles for me he ends all the testations For me. He ends for me. He performs all things for me. And he shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him who would have swallowed me. He says, Selah. Think about it. Ponder. Somebody shout hallelujah. Tell your neighbor whatever you're going through has an end. Praise God. Praise God somebody. Whatever you're going through has an end. One time, I had a small argument many years ago with a fellow minister. And it came out of a very innocent mind in trying to understand why every time this fellow stood to talk about God, to preach the gospel, his mind was inclined, a certain understanding that I, I saw as contrary. To the teaching of almighty God. That is why the Bible says that men are corrupted from the simplicity which is in Jesus Christ. It is corruption... For a man to lose the simplicity in Christ. I'm not talking of the simplicity of the Christ. There is no simplicity of the Christ. No, in Psalms the Bible says he gave to give subtility. He came to give subtility to the man which is simple. That means because there is simplicity in Christ, it doesn't mean that Christ is shallow. No, he is deep in his simplicity. Somebody shout hallelujah. The only difference is here that he has given us entities that solve the person the mystery that demystify his mystery that's the essence of the holy spirit he teaches you all things and reminds you that which you have forgotten Hallelujah. He's your primary teacher. He's your leader. He's your comforter. He he is everywhere with you, trying to show you the way of the Spirit. You are not alone in this. That's what makes it easier. When he was with them, he spoke in parables, and they did not understand him, but his own, he says, it is given to you to know the mysteries of God. After his death and resurrection, the Bible says he expounded about himself, beginning from Moses. The gospel is not easy for people who don't know God. But it is supposed to be easy for people who know God. But because it is, it does not mean it's not deep. No, it carries a depth to it. But in the depth is the simplicity. Somebody receive it. Did you understand that? In the depth is the simplicity. Now, people don't know that corruption begins when men are taken from the simplicity of Christ. In other words, the simplicity of Christ begins from you understanding the yoke and the rock from which you were hewn those two things help define the simplicity in Christ for the rock from which you were hewn for the rock from which he says that that this rock when the bible says don't forget the rock from which you were cut it means don't forget that your person you the individual is one with Christ hey now like it's impossible for Jesus to lose peace because the doctor told him you have cancer. Imagine a doctor goes to Jesus, the son of God, and tells him, Jesus, you have cancer. Well, how does Jesus respond? That's why you're laughing. The Bible says when he looks at the devices of the enemy, the Bible says he laughs. You know why God laughs? How can Jesus have cancer? Don't forget the rock from which you are hewn. When you go through troubles and testations, test don't forget what you're really made of. Hallelujah not what is assumed to be made of you no, what you're really made of, he says, hearken to me ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord, look unto the rock from whence ye are hewn, and from the hole of the pit from whence you are digged you came from somewhere, slap somebody and tell them I came from somewhere let my body not deceive you hallelujah there is something inside me that is different from what no more human beings have. I was hewn from the Son of God. The very life of God. The very life that raised Christ from the dead. The very spirit by which God created all things. When you understand that, simplicity comes. Why? Because what you think is hard becomes easy. Divine health becomes easy. I don't care whether they say, oh, there's a virus in your body. No. You know. You know what you're made of. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know what you're made of. Disease does not scare you. Circumstances do not scare you. Things don't come and shake you. Why? Because you remember what you're made of, hallelujah. You remember that you're not made of flesh and blood. He says they were not born by flesh, nor the will of man, hallelujah. But the Bible says, but they were born of God. The new creation in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, all things are new. All things, behold, all things are new. All things are passed away. Everything that you are in the back of that life, it is past. And he says, and all things are become new. And he says, and all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and given to us the ministration of reconciliation. So when we are talking men, we're telling them, be ye reconciled. Understand what it means to be one with God. He that is joined with the Spirit, he is with God. He is one Spirit with the Lord. I carry oneness with the Father. Somebody say amen. Somebody say, I carry oneness with Christ. I'm a partaker of the divine nature. I don't fall sick. Say, I don't. You say, I don't. Don't say, I, shall. You say, I don't fall sick. I know from whence I was doomed. Somebody shout hallelujah. When you understand what you are made of, it brings simplicity in Christ. Somebody shout Hallelujah. It brings simplicity in Christ. You don't struggle. Because you know, what kills other men is not what kills you. Somebody shout hallelujah. You know what makes another man lose sleep. Oh, but apostle, you know me, I've believed for so long, but every time I go here, I find the same results. So what? Does that change truth? Truth is older than what entered your body. Somebody shout hallelujah. Truth is older than what entered your family. They brought me a lady about three or four months ago. And they diagnosed her with stage four cancer. And they said, you know what stage four cancer means? So she comes to the office. I tell her, you know what? You just need the word. We don't even, you just need the word. And we knelt in the office. I prayed with her. I gave her, you remember the, the, the legendary faith series? So I gave her faith series. I told her, just go home and chew on that. <laughs> So I remember probably about a week and a half, she sent me a message and said, Managa, I'm feeding on this thing. I feel I'm getting healthier. My body's getting, oh, she said. So she sent me a message last week and said, Apostle, they've checked. No trace. No trace. No trace. No trace of cancer. There is no trace. They can't find anything from stage four to zero. (laughs) tell your neighbor i came from something i was hewn from something somebody shout hallelujah you must know who you are in god because if you're corrupted from that simplicity what the devil does is he separates men from that and then they start to think that they are no more average people refuse that in the name of jesus Refuse that in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter how long it has taken to get your result. You must, you will get it. (laughs) Somebody shout hallelujah. But you cannot understand that until you stay in the person, in the understanding of your oneness with the Father. But some people preach us out of that simplicity. And put you here. And put Jesus here. And then they ask you to call on who you're not into. And who is not in you. That is corruption. That is corruption. Somebody shout hallelujah. When Jesus says take ye of my yoke. For it is light. For it is light. He says my yoke is light. Learn of me. That is one, I think, of the most fundamental things that redeems us from the... Because the world, the world has proved to us that everything is hard. You understand? You go to weddings. Ha. Marriage is not simple. You go to graduation parties. Congratulations, my daughter. You know that studying from primary to university is not an easy thing. Right? Somebody builds a house. Oh, my brother, Robert. We know what it has taken you to be. It's not easy. You understand what I'm saying? You buy a car. Do you think it's easy to drive? Hey, Sister Eunice, congratulations. It's not easy. We know everything is hard. The world looks at it as hard. But when we take off the yoke, everything is light, everything is simple. They ask you, but how, how did you do it? You say, it's easy. Yeah. I'm happy. It's working. Somebody shout hallelujah. But some of you, you've even gotten into the language of the earth. You you speak like the men of fallen nature. He starts saying, you know, my beginning was not easy. <laughs> Somebody shout hallelujah. No, carry that yoke. Things will be easy for you. There are people who say, oh, ministry. Oh, ministry is a hard thing. No, it is easy. Do you think it's easy to get money? It's so easy. Somebody shout hallelujah. You know, there was a period in my life. The Lord was talking to me individually. It was a personal, you know, communication with God. We were talking. I, I said, he was teaching me about this thing called yoke. For me, it happens that one of those days, it was like a light that shines in my soul. It was like a vision of something God impressed inside me. And I had him make the statement, from today things will be easy. I know, I remember that day. I know where I was at. I know what I was going through. I don't even want to narrate it because it looks ugly. It doesn't look like me. But you see, when I heard that voice, I remember that it, it didn't mean that the next day things did not come. Troubles come, things come to test you. But I always remember that inward confirmation and peace that passes all understanding that used to guard my heart and mind in Christ. And I always remember telling myself, grace, things shall be easy with you. And I always add, always. Somebody shout hallelujah. And then the things that looked complicated started becoming easy. I enter office's And they do what I want, hallelujah. I call individuals and they do what I believe God for. I believe God for something. I make a simple prayer and big things happen. Because I understood the simplicity, which is in Christ. Some of you think you just need to first recollect yourself, tie your clothes and suck, curry. No, no. I remember our olden days without understanding how preachers used to prep us, they tell us, tell your neighbor, you are going to fight with God until he blesses you. I say, tell your neighbor, you're going to fight with God until he blesses Then you see women in overnight tying their jackets like this. <laughs> you say, young man, he has pulled one side of the trouser. <laughs> He's preparing for hes We've not even yet started praying. Eh? But he's warming the machine. <laughs> then they say, now start to pray. <laughs> One time I was in a state somewhere, in a nation I will not mention. So some guy is praying. There's a pastor seated there. This guy says, The Lord has revealed to me that the devil took the keys of our father. The spiritual father is seated there. And then this guy started mm, mm, mm. like, like who, who's got it? Where is he? Can, just, just tell us where the devil has taken the keys of our father. And he qualified it with a word and said, the Bible says, behold, I give you keys. Whatever you shall bind, it shall be bound. They took the keys of our father. Now this guy said, hey, they stand up. Very much, guys, much like this. Then they said, we're going to get them back. Now, I'm in a corner. I don't know whether I have to make, make myself serious I have to laugh. It's too much for me. I I don't know what to do. So I start laughing and these guys think the Holy Spirit is on me. No. You know that place? (laughs) No. It was too much and I'm laughing. I'm thinking, God, what is happening? What what is happening here? Now, I, I should not have laughed. But there was a guy, I think in his head, he envisioned the demon, right? And then he held it like this. Twisted it. Throw it on the floor, carried it back. I said, (laughs) by fire, by force. And then you look at the dictates of the Son of God, walking to a girl who is dead cold, with a spirit and cloud of death on itself on her, and with that Grace of the divine son of God with the very life of God. He looks into this child and he tells her, Talitha Kumar. And there is nothing hell can do. Nothing any devil can do. Nothing witchcraft can do. Nothing even cold blood can. uh, The heart pumped. The blood became warm. And the child sat up. That is the Jesus I believed. Yeah. May you say simple statements. But have very, very big results. Somebody shout hallelujah. May you confess the little things. And let them become so big. The first time I saw a, a dead person raised to life. I didn't. No. I just hung up and I said child in the name of Jesus you live. And they called me after a few minutes and said the boy has come back to life. I didn't have to. Man, when you know who you are, when you know who you are, you will enter businesses and say, no, it shall work. You don't need to separate yourself on mountains. No, if you're to separate, separate to enjoy love, love with God. Just say, you know what? I just want to be alone with this guy and tell him how much I love him. That makes sense. But people separate themselves only for trouble. Now this calls for prayer. Praise God. That is not how so we've learned Christ. If our strength is expressed, it has to be in praise and worship. Hallelujah. If the demonstration of the spirit, it is not supposed to be something that you have to fast over and scream over. No, the simplicity of the spirit, right? You just make one statement and God is moving. God is moving. You, you don't need to. Huh? Life can be easy. Oh, you know, you know, there are preachers, some some guy said who always say, you know, things are easy, things are easy. They promise everyone things are easy. And then you ask him, Why do you think they are hard? He gives his own personal story. Don't get your personal story and put it on other people. No, maybe things are not happening in your home. Sorry. For another man, they're happening. Somebody shout hallelujah. And they're happening so quick and so fast. The Bible says, as a man thinketh so what? So he is. Somebody shout hallelujah. I believe for things to happen easy for me. Why? Because the Bible says the lines are fallen unto us in pleasant places. Not frustrating places, not disasperating places, not sickening places, not complicated. No, he says the lines are fallen unto us in pleasant places. And he says your heritage is goodly. When the Bible says the lines are fallen unto you in pleasant places, the literal definition there for that statement is, That God has already cheated for you. The exams. He has already given you a head start. He has already made things easy for you. Says that when you invest time in prayer, it's really to love. It's really to cherish that relationship that you have with him. It is to enjoy the true fellowship of what it means to be one with the father. That I, have, I don't know the last, it's many, many years. I don't go to God with a need. How can I go to God with a need? I always go with the abundance of satisfaction and gratitude in my heart because I know he has given me everything that pertains to life and godliness. He has blessed me with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So what? If things are not working, the way I want them to work. It still does not change what God has said about me. And I know my end. The Bible says, for so brethren, we consider, we count, them that, we count them happy which endure. He says, "Ye have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end, the gemara of the Lord. That the Lord is pitiful and with tender mercy. It means, when you look at Job, you know that God's intended end is multiplication and restoration. <laughs> By the end of Job's life, he had more than he ever had when the devil attacked him, if he had known he would not have attacked you. The Bible says if he had known, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. God multiplies everything that is attacked. Tell him but God multiplies everything that is attacked. He multiplies it. They got our Lord Jesus and put him on a cross. Why? Because they think they're crucifying him. And by crucifying him, they think that they are silencing him. (laughs) But the Bible says they did not know that he was purchasing our eternal salvation. Hallelujah. And the Bible says he made, he gave, he brought many sons to glory. Now look what mess the devil put himself into. He kills one guy. Said he killed one fellow. Look at how many are here. Oh, my goodness, me! Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And this is love made perfect that you might have confidence on that day. For as he is, so are we. The very spirit of Christ moves in every believer on this ground. Devil, you're in trouble. Whatever he kills, God multiplies. Somebody shout hallelujah. That is why I know. That the trouble you're going through. Oh. Paul says for our afflictions. Which are but. For a moment. He said they cannot be compared. They cannot. They work for us. The Bible says they work for us. A far more exceeding. Weight. Of glory. They work for you. All for me, all for me, all for me, things are turning around for me. They're walking afar, let him attack. No, no, let him attack. The Bible says, had they known this wisdom, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. They would have said, you know what, let us remain with one. He's already headache, but we can keep one headache. Now, Apostle Grace, Pastor Zach, you, that sister, everybody, oh my goodness. He says, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. We are depopulating hell, we are populating heaven, we are rebuking devils, cleansing lepers, casting out devils, we we are opening blind eyes, and the deaf are hearing, and and every Thursday, We bring more. (laughs) Tell your neighbor, my yoke is light. This is light. Somebody shout hallelujah. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It is light. It is but for a moment. It has an expiry date. Believe me, it does. I don't care what they say it is. It has an expiry death, the Lord will bring it to an end himself that's how I know you're not going to die like that, I know it I know it, I know I am persuaded of the things that accompany salvation, I know that we shall not die like this it's not possible, no This weight of glory keeps taking us from one level of glory into another level of glory to the full stature. That measure of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the perfection in Christ, that that day when we look, when we look into that mirror, we must decrease and he must increase. That's the glory of the regenerated spirit in Christ. And I have chosen to live this life so full. So full. And that fullness is to heal the sick. To cast out devils, to feed the orphan and the widow, hallelujah. To tell the world that with God all things are possible and will never run out. Somebody shout, hallelujah. Because the one we have is bottomless, the spirit we have is bottomless. He says, being confident of this very thing, that he that began that good work in you, the Bible says, he will see to accomplishment to the day of Christ. Be confident. I'm confident. He called me, he will finish. He put me into this thing, he will see me through. There's nothing now that threatens me. I know what I'm made of and who I have believed. Somebody shout hallelujah. I will not die in the movie. No, that's Hollywood. That's Hollywood. That's Hollywood. The God in the gospel. He says I am come that you might have life. And life to the fullest. Somebody shout hallelujah. So, I'm with this minister. I'm telling them look. Why do we water down the power that saved us? Oh, he was saying, oh, you know, when you get your salvation, you can lose it. You can do certain things and then lose it. And you know, by the time you do it, you you can lose it. And I tell him, look, if a man loses his salvation, they didn't have it in the first place. If a man can lose the life of God in them, then what they had was not the life. The Bible says, if you faint in the day of adversity your strength is small. The message Bible says that if you, f- if you fall in pieces in a crisis and say, you know what? I've given up on God because of that. The Bible says there wasn't much to you in the first place. You were playing church." Believers don't give up. Are you hearing me? The more it comes, the more crazier you become. You don't fall to pieces in times of crisis. No, you become harder. Where is your backbone? He goes back and tells him, you know what? When you mess with that woman, you've messed with God. When you mess with that man, you've messed with the fury of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. I told him if a man falls to Christ and says, you know what? Because of this, I'm leaving salvation. I've fallen off. I I think that man was not born again. That man never received the real life. And he did not understand me. So I opened him a scripture. Romans chapter 5 verses 8 Woo! Scream before you even read it The Bible says But God commended his love toward us In that while we were yet sinners Christ died Next verse says Much more, much more, much more than Being now justified by his blood We shall be saved From the wrath through him. Did you hear that? If he didn't kill me when I was not born again. If he could not kill you. When you did not have Jesus. Oh. Much more. You should have died. But if he did not kill you. Before you became born again. He has nowhere. To touch you. Now that you have the life which is of God. You see? But apostle, but some die. Well, they don't know. But they've had the scriptures, yes, but they don't believe it. Next verse. That's though you had enough. No. He says, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled by God, by his death, by the death of his son, he has added again, much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his way, his life tell somebody I have the life which is of God in me because I have it I will live now you're free, I'm going to heaven, oh I know that I'm going to heaven. Why? Because he began the good work in me. I didn't begin it. I cannot come to him except he draw me. He that began that good work. Being confident of this very thing. He's the author. And the finish of your faith. He's the beginning and the end. He's the alpha and the omega. If he began it. It would be so weak of him to fail. And he cannot fail. The Bible says, of which it was impossible for death to hold him. Of which it was impossible. Even if he died, even when Jesus died, death reached there and said, you know what, you're just pretending, I can't hold you. No, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, whom God has raised, having lost the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. That means even when death was holding him, it knew it was a temporary thing. Even death knew who it was holding. It knew, no, no, it's not possible. It's like a small little guy saying, I'm going to fight with a macho fellow. And you know you can't beat him, but you say, let me just go anyway. That's how death was. So the victory was obvious. It wasn't a prayer. It was up squarely clear. Somebody shout hallelujah. God will bring everything that troubles you an end. It has an end. Tell anybody it has an end. In Jeremiah 29. God places that in the middle of a story. That I think everybody should hear. Because in this story's instruction. The children of Israel. Have been taken into captivity. They were arrested. Besieged. In Jerusalem. And they were taken by Nebuchadnezzar. The priests, the prophets, the elders, they were all taken into captivity under Nebuchadnezzar. They were stuck. The glory of Jerusalem was gone. They had nothing to define themselves anymore because they were taken as captives. They were serving in a land that is not theirs. They were eating food they could not grow of their own. They, were, they, they could not build and become a people because they were taken into captivity. Somebody shout hallelujah. Some people don't know that when we caught Jeremiah 29, some people, you must understand where it's beginning from because some of you rush into in front but you don't go back. Now, let's go to verse 4. The Bible says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives. Whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem and to Babylon. Now let me explain this. When the Bible says I have caused. Now in the Hebrew, right? When you study the Hebrew language, there is a huge discrepancy. There is a huge misunderstanding from the English when you look at the causative clauses of the Hebrew and the permissive clauses of the Hebrew. Let me explain that. When the Bible says, whom I have caused, it doesn't mean that it is God who took them into captivity. The Hebrew does not have permissive clauses. So, wherever there are permissive clauses, usually it uses causative clauses. So, you might read it and think, hey, it's God who took them up there. No, it means God let it happen. That's what it means. It doesn't mean that it's the one who took them. No, God is no author. Of evil. He cannot tempt himself with evil. Neither tempted he any man with evil. Did you get that? So, what looks like caused is actually, I let it happen. That means whatever he lets happen, he has a plan for. There's nothing that gets him of God. And neither should it get you of God. Somebody shout, hallelujah. If he let it happen. If he saw the devil do it and he didn't touch him, just know there is something he's planning. Now, he, he let them go into Babylon, into captivity. He told them, this is the instruction to you who are there. Yes, I know there's trouble in your life. Any sort of captivity, any sort of trouble, any sort of frustration in your life. Listen to the instruction he told them. He told them, build ye houses, you still don't get it? I know you don't have a job, but build a house. I know you just lost the contract and your business is out, but build yourself a house. I know the doctor said you have an incurable disease, you might die in two weeks. Get married. Did you understand what I just said? He's trying to tell you look, I know there are things around you that are trying to tell you, act like they are not there. He told them, Build ye houses and dwell therein, plant gardens. And eat the fruit of them. These are guys in captivity. He says, Take yourselves wives, produce children and daughters, sons. Are you hearing me? Give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters, that you may be increased therein and not diminished. You know, do something that shows that you believe God, that something will change for you. That's what I mean. You know, you have people who draw back to perdition. Oh, you know, Grace, I don't know what to tell you, man. I was fired. I lost my job. I lost everything, you know. So what do you do? I just spend the whole day in my bed. I just, just look in the sky. I'm going to take poison and die. Somebody said, we shall bury you. Yes, we shall bury you. are you hearing me? If you are planning to build something and something falls through, continue building it like nothing happened. Hey! While we look not at the things that are seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen. They are eternal. Stop looking at what is failing. No. Look for what is working. Are you hearing me? When everything is falling aside. Look for what is working. If the doctor tells you. Oh. You have two weeks to leave. Enroll in Bible school. Why are you enrolling when you have two weeks to live? Ah, uh-uh. I'm not going to die yet. I'm going to Bible school because I must graduate. And I must graduate. And after graduating, I must serve the Lord. So, doctors, hush, do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Build houses. And here is the better news. We are a new creation. He has redeemed us from the hand of him that was mightier. That means for us, we don't even see the captivity. (laughs) We don't even see that they fired us. We don't even see that we are going to die. We don't even see. We don't see it. We don't feel it. It's not there. We all, God is looking for somebody who will look at everything against them and not see and just see possibility. That's a new creation. He told them, build houses. Live therein. He told them, plant vineyards. Yes, I know they've taken over. That is nothing. Just increase. In ads, even in captivity, there was increase. That means even if things were not working to their odds, the blessing was still on them. Hallelujah. He told them, get ye daughters and sons. Marry ye wives. And, 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 and that they may bear sons and daughters, that you may be increased therein and not diminished. Next verse, it says, And seek the peace of the city, whither I have caused you to be carried away captives, and pray unto the Lord for it, for in the peace thereof shall ye have peace. You know, they would wake up in the morning and bless Nebuchadnezzar. Father, bless this man. Help him. Increase him. Multiply him. So, the city was blessed because of men who looked like they were in captivity but they were not in captivity because they know who called them. And the Bible says in the next verse, for thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your, to, to your dreams which he caused you to be dreamed. And the Bible says, for they prophesy falsely unto and, and you in my name and have not sent them, said the Lord. The prophets were telling them, oh, no, 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 no. You know, in two years, this is ending. In three years, this is ending. God tells them, ah, let them not deceive you there's a bigger plan. There's a bigger plan. I don't want the movie to end like this. It will not It will not look good, hallelujah. He says, for thus said the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you, and I will perform my good word toward you, in causing you to return to your place. He says, for I know, oh, now you understand where it comes from. The thoughts that I think toward you, said the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you unexpected end. I know. I got this. I know your boss is frustrating you. Pray for him. I know they are putting false things on you at your workplace. They're saying things you're not you didn't do. They are falsely accusing you. They are blackmailing you, ostracizing you. They are funny. Bless them. Be at peace. Wait on the Lord. Continue building. Plant vineyards. Act like there's nothing happening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, For I know the thoughts that I have toward you. He says, The thoughts are of peace and not of evil. I know how you're going to end, darling. Don't worry. It will pass through. This will change. It's only temporary. I know your heart is broken. Give it a while. I'll take you to it. He says, the Bible says, he made our enemies to ride over us. That means he allowed them to. You remember that scripture? And what happened? The Bible says, you caused men to ride over our heads. He said, we went through fire and through water. Listen to God's thought, the end. But thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. That means, if God lets anybody ride on you, prepare for a wealthier place. Somebody shout hallelujah. If you saw yourself through fire, hey, separate yourself for expansion. You know I struggled in my education. You're the one. You're the candidate. I'm not talking about this innocent girl who was born in a rich family, silver and golden spoons in her mouth, she put on expensive things, went to a very good school, she hasn't seen some of us have seen some of us have seen days and we are still alive hey slap somebody and tell them I've seen it all, don't be mistaken by the smile I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt But I'm still alive. (laughs) Praise God. You're, You're not going to die now. No, the worst has already happened. I say the worst has already happened. If God allowed them to manipulate you, One time somebody sent me an audio file and I heard in there some minister telling lies about me. I heard it. When I heard it, I remember I went to my bedroom and I said, God, why are you taking me now? I said, you're surprising me so early. You know why? Because I knew. I knew. If a man writes over my head, if I go through fire, I prepare myself. That's how I do it. We just add chairs. We just add chairs. Oh, uh, you didn't get it? Yes. I know your business is stuck. You're indebted. I don't care how much debt is on your name, mister. Stock more. Stock more. <laughs> just stock up more and believe God. Somebody shout hallelujah. He told them, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. And the Bible says, Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. Somebody shout hallelujah. And the Bible says, And ye shall seek me, and you will find me, when you search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you," said the Lord. "And I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from the nations and from all the places where I have driven you," said the Lord. "And I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you. I will bring you back. He performs all things for you. He shall perfect that which concerns you. That means, if any trouble comes, be rest assured you'll finish well. It shall end. And for those of you who believe, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of some of you, you you, you still have a few years and a few weeks but for some it ends now. You're just going to lift your hands in the heavens and call those things that be not as though they are and spit that thing that has been frustrating you and tell it you end now in the name of Jesus. Somebody speak to God. What a friend I found. Somebody put up your hands in the air. I see an anointing. Right now. Descending on individuals. And delivering them. Totally. Of things. The world say. Cannot be delivered of. I see. I see curable diseases living. I see things changing. There are people here. God is going to shorten the time for you. Receive it. God is going to shorten the time for you. Things are going to come quick and easy. I see nations open to you for the gospel. Receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Listen, I see an anointing. And I I don't know how but don't worry the spirit will justify this I see people here I don't even know why he has intended it this way but I see I see a grace that is falling on people here to demonstrate the power of God to demonstrate the spirit of God wherever you are may the spirit of God separate you may the spirit of God separate you easy the blind will see easy receive it i know who i'm talking to receive it wherever they are holy spirit get them for me the deaf will hear easy tumors will leave easy the dead will raise on your hands easy nations will bow to the name easy your words will come so easy troubled the troubled you deliver tonight what looked like it needed ages and years what looked like no man could fix my God is fixing for you now because you believe the word now I want you to give the Lord a matter of praise. If you're sick in this, spot, in this place, start to receive your healing. If you're crippled, throw that clutch and walk. If you're in a wheelchair, get out of that wheelchair. If you're on the floor, get up. God is healing you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Things will work easy for you. Things will come easy for you, said the Lord. You'll not struggle. They will come easy for you. They will come easy for you. Speak it to your soul and say things will be easy. My marriage is easy. My finances are easy. My ministry is easy. Just mention everything and say it is easy. It shall come easy. It shall come easy. I will travel easy. I'll deal easy. In the name of Jesus. For his yoke is lighter. Give him a mighty, 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 mighty hand clap. Come on, clap your hands to Jesus. Clap your hands to Jesus. Clap like in a second place. Now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, if you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus... Need Jesus, He shed His blood for you, He's the propitiation of your sins, He's the ultimate sacrifice. He did not want you to live a hard life, He wanted you to receive Him. And I mean trouble and come, it only means we know who we have. I mean, it's the storm, you're not alone in this. And so, if you're there and you feel you want to receive Him as your Lord and Savior. You're going to repeat these words after me the best decision you could ever make. Say, Father, I thank you for this day. You intended that I would come to you by faith. Tonight, I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. And tonight, you are Lord and Savior of my life. I am born again. I'm a new creation. All the old has passed and now the new. Amen. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 41 466